ou pas noyer, you're not gonna drown. Blow up up submerge, neither will the wild waters submerge you. Mais ou pas traverser, ou up get difficulté la donne, you will cross through it. Holy Spirit wants you to know you are not going to drown. You will come out of this. You will come out of this. Believe that and trust in the Lord. Proverbs 25.2 tells us that it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out. <laughs> are you ready, queen? Are you ready? Because season two of The Best Kept Secret is finally here, and I am so glad that you are back with me. This season, we are uncovering some of the secrets of the fruit of the spirit, and that means that it is time to level up in every way, starting with our character. Thank you for being here. Our guests have been giving me life. I mean, truly, they've helped me to mature in new ways as I consider the opportunities that I have before me to reflect God's character in this world more fully every day. And I hope that you can say the same. Today, as you can tell from our title, we are continuing our discussion throughout this entire season on the fruit of the spirit. And we are specifically discussing peace. But before we get there, I just want to thank those of you that have reached out to me personally to share that these conversations have been helpful for you. I tell you that I pray about our conversations. I pray about the guests that I invite onto this podcast. And it's always nice to know that it's resonated with you as well. Because of the sensitivity in this testimony, I'm not going to release the name, but I did want to share one of the comments that I received from our last podcast episode. It reads, can I just say how encouraging and inspirational and uplifting the conversation on the joy of the Lord I experienced from both of you today. This conversation really helped me during a really scary and tough season I'm going through right now in my life. I needed this word from the Lord that the joy and, um, I, I'm sorry, I needed this word from the Lord through the joy that manifests in you both. Thank you. I'll listen again and again and again. I'm so grateful you're here, sis. I'm so ridiculously grateful. Thank you for taking the time out to leave a note and let me know that it has been helpful to you in this season. I know <laughs> that it's been helpful to me. Now, for those of you that are just joining us for the first time, I want you to know that we are walking through the fruit of the spirit every single episode of season two here on The Best Kept Secret, and oh, it 
has been rich. But I want to invite you to take a moment to go back through and listen to all of the other episodes as well, because each and every one of these conversations builds on the last. We have come to learn that the fruit of the spirit is actually one piece, just as you might take an orange, open it and find that it has multiple parts. The fruit of the spirit is also made of multiple parts and we need each and every one of those parts because they all complement the other. Where would love be without self-control? Where would gentleness be without love? Where would humility be without kindness? All of the parts of the fruit complement one another. And without one of them, we are misshapen and we don't fully reflect God's character in the world. Jesus has a lot to say about the fruit, and it is something that we really should take quite seriously because he invites us to partner with him in the opportunity to cultivate his character. These are different than the gifts, the gifts of preaching, the gifts of teaching, the gifts of evangelism, because those have been given to us and we haven't played any part in the receipt of those and being the recipient of those. However, in order to reflect God's character and develop the fruit of the spirit, we have to partner with Holy Spirit. We have to yield our desires, our will, our wishes at his feet and invite him to come into those areas that he's exposed and transform us over time. <laughs> I think that was one of the things that I really wasn't looking forward to when I felt inspired to host this conversation because I knew that it would take time. It's not an overnight process. Although he may reveal those areas within our character that need to be developed and matured, it takes time to go through a process that will do just that. And today we are talking about peace, but we are going to take it in a direction that you might not have considered before. You know, our world is dying for peace, literally dying for peace. And I don't say that lightly, nor do I um, make little of it. As a teenager, I struggled with suicidal ideation and in my own pursuit of peace, I thought of taking my life and even made an attempt to do so. And so I do not take it lightly that our world is dying for peace. But it is something that we have to address because we've begun to get peace confused with ease. We've confused peace with financial stability. We've confused peace with comfort. We've confused peace with popularity. And God actually calls us to come up higher because although some of those things do have um, 
a play and do have a part in peace, there may be times where they are not existent and God still gives us the opportunity to acquire the fruit of peace and walk in it on a daily basis. You see, our peace is not contingent upon our circumstances. It's contingent upon our savior. I'll say that again. Our peace is not contingent. It's not dependent upon our circumstances. It's contingent. It's dependent upon our Savior. And once I truly made Jesus Lord of my life, because accepting him into your heart and making him Lord of your life are two very different things. Once I made him Lord of my life, I was able to access his peace in ways that I'd not ever been able to experience before, in ways that I wonder truly existed, in ways that I'd only dreamt about. And whoo, that peace, that peace is so fulfilling in every way. You see, before that, I attempted to seek peace in relationships, in friendships. I attempted to seek peace in um, my appearance and in the things that I attempted to regulate my appearance, like the anorexia that I went through. I attempted to find peace in alcohol or even in extracurricular opportunities because although I had this deviant behavior where I was drinking privately um, and in order to handle all of my issues, I was also very driven and engaged in a lot of extracurriculars and a lot of different jobs as I was growing up as well. And so I found that none of those areas could bring me peace. But when I made Jesus Lord over my life, he brought peace into my heart in ways that I never thought that he could. And I'd like you to think about that as well, to pray about that as well. You see, Jesus's peace isn't really what we might consider it to be. I want to read a couple of verses over you in this area. John 16, reads, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Mm, so good. So good. One of my favorite verses of all time. Philippians 4, 7 says, in the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And finally, first, second Thessalonians chapter three, verse 16 says, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The peace that we find in Jesus Christ is not a peace that is going to give us ease or comfort or even protect us from persecution or rejection 
as we know it in the United States here, the peace of the Lord is going to lead us to grow bolder in him in new ways because we have an intense desire to see others experience the same peace that he can give them for all of eternity. <sighs> Y'all, let's think about this for a moment. Our Lord, the Prince of Peace, came here to earth, descended from heaven with our Father, came to earth to embrace all of the suffering and the pain on this earth and take our sin on his own body and chose not to be born in a palace, but to be born in a manger, in a stable, to very poor parents. Our Lord and Savior chose to invite others to partner with him to bring heaven to earth through the peace that we have the authority to walk in. During a time where there were rebellions and uprisings against the Roman officials and the Roman rule. And he didn't lead them into this place of victory over the Romans, but he led them to a place that not only led them to be persecuted more by the Romans, but also persecuted by their own people. When we believe that our peace is to be found in our financial stability, when we believe that our peace is to be found in our comfort and our ease and in our popularity, we miss out on the best that God has to offer. We have authority and God has given us a peace that passes all understanding. He's given us a peace that comes in the middle of trouble. He has given us an opportunity to experience peace in all things we go through because he is in us. Our peace is not contingent upon our circumstances. It's contingent upon our Savior. Today, I have the distinct honor and the pleasure of interviewing Julie and Prince Lee. They are ministry leaders in Haiti, and they are incredible examples of what it means to walk out God's peace and authority in this earth despite the circumstances that we may encounter. Today, I hope that you are as blessed by this conversation as I have been as I learn from them in every way. It truly is such an encouragement. Now, we are also joined by Heather Corsi, who is a nonprofit leader and one of the board members of this incredible organization. So you will also be hearing from her as well. How are you this morning? Good morning, I'm doing great, thank you. And I'm so excited to be with you this morning, guys. I'm so very thankful. How are you, Mr. Fransley? Uh, good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure and an honor for me to be with you this morning. And I think we are doing Fine, by the grace of the Lord. Amen, amen. How are you, Heather? I'm great. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited for this. It's my 
pleasure. It's my pleasure. These amazing, amazing individuals have founded an organization called Hades Compass, and they're going to tell us a lot more about what they do with Hades Compass, but Hades Compass exists to serve children and young adults in Haiti, and their hope is to provide love and direction, as well as tangible resources to those in Haiti. They believe that the future of Haiti lies with the children of Haiti, and I just adore that mission statement as someone who is incredibly passionate about ensuring that the next generation is equipped with the word of God and the ability and the knowledge and the opportunity to disciple others among their generation. So I am just really, really excited for this conversation. Uh, Mr. Fransley, Miss Julie, can you tell us about the work that you do and what inspired you to found Hades Compass? Oui, moi, je suis content pour m'avoir au matin. Nom c'est Julie et puis vivant Haïti. Good morning. I'm so happy to be with you guys this morning. My name is Julie Cecier. I live in Haiti. Marié depuis 19 ans et dans mariage ça nous gagne trois petits monde. Um, I've been married for 19 years and within that marriage we have three amazing children. Hadassa qui c'est première qui gagne 17 ans et qui dans première année collège là. Adasa, who's 17 years old and in her first year of college. And Julie, qui gagne 13 ans, qui dans dernière année middle school. And Julie, who's 13 and in her last year of middle school. Et Aiden, qui gagne 10 ans, qui dans élémentaire. And Aiden, who's 10 years old and finishing elementary school. Et moi, gradué, j'ai étudié business en 2003, j'ai gradué. In 2003, I graduated in business administration. Même tu pensais que m'ta pas compter l'argent, mais ça pas c'est pas plan ça bon Dieu te gagne pour moi. I thought that I would be in the business industry counting money, but that was not God's plan. Et kounya m'a compter nom pour Royaume-Uni. And now I'm counting souls for his kingdom, which is much better if you ask me. Et of moi moi te bon Dieu te relève dans ministère ça pour Philina te capable camper avec 59 petits monde God called me into this ministry and so I founded an orphanage which now has 59 wonderful children moi c'est un maman et un guide pour yo I am a mother and a guide for them trained by God Toute bagaille ça yo que nous porter pour yo dans la vie yo tel que nous prenons dans la rue nous prenons dans famille qui crasée dans prostitution dans addiction et toute l'autre mauvaise situation que yo te ka connait They all have different backgrounds including coming from the streets broken homes prostitution addiction and all sorts of heartbreaking situations that nonetheless doesn't make them any less worthy in God's eyes Eh Nous avons 16 ans depuis que bon Dieu mettait nous dans la vie de Simon Sayo. It has been 16 years since God put us in these children's lives to help take care of them in many ways. Nous baillons manger premièrement. We feed them, of course. Nous baillons côté pour rester. We give them shelter. Nous mettons à l'école. We put them in school. Nous socialiser. They get to socialize. 
Et ça qui est important, c'est que nous enseignons la parole de Dieu. And the most important thing is that we teach them God's word and his love. Et dans tout bagaille ça que me dit là, ça me veut nous connait qui est important, c'est que moi c'est un chrétien, moi sauvé pour me servir bon Dieu à travers ce monde ça. Within all of these things, the most important is that I am a Christian saved by God in order to serve him through these children. So that's a little bit about me. Beautiful. My goodness, you have 59 children in the orphanage. That is such, such a testament to how God is using your ministry and just working through you. Thank you for your service. I would like to know if you can tell me how God has called you to be peacemakers through Hades Compass. Okay. 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 I think that this is a huge part of my life. And this makes me feel that this is God's calling in my life and in the many ways I notice how he's been preparing me for this life. Like I had previously mentioned, I grew up in a family with seven children, two passed, but we grew up technically five. I am the second child in this family. But I was never my mother's first choice. Even though I was the only daughter for a long time. But I was everything that my father could ever wish for. He was also my everything because he was my best friend. My dad loved me a lot. And I felt protected in my family. But our family was always at risk of falling apart ever since I was eight years old. And even though I was a child, I understood everything happening around me perfectly. And that started giving me a lot of issues. Because I was already so lost when it came to my relationship with my mother, and I was close to losing my world, who was my father. For that reason, I was always sad, and a lot of times I would even cry about it. We were Catholics, but it wasn't our habit to pray. At eight years old, I had my first communion. But my heart was never at peace because I was looking for peace and I didn't know where to find it within all of these issues. Yearning to find some peace within all of the chaos going on at home. I decided to ask my parents to go spend some time at my aunt's house, my mom's little sister. And it was 
and that was where I was going to meet Jesus and hear about his good news. Et tonton qui était mari ma tante moi. My uncle, my aunt's husband, knowing everything going on at home. Et comme ça, il était relé mon jour, il était commencé parler avec moi. And noticing how sad I was all the time, he decided to talk to me. Il était dit Julie, au besoin tendez ça. Bon Dieu qu'on tendez prier ti monde et il connait bail la paix tout. He said, Julie, you need to understand this. God listens to the prayer of children and he knows how to give peace. À 9 ans, m'étais tellement excitée et curieuse pour me te connaître, pour me te rencontrer, pour me te ouais bon Dieu, ça sauver ça monde ça qui cabaille la paix. At 9 years old, I was so excited and curious to meet the savior who could give the peace that my uncle talked about. Et on était capable dire dans moment ça, c'est tout ça me dégain besoin. Because that was all I needed in that moment. M'étais accepté Jésus. I accepted Jesus into my life. M'baptisé à 9 ans and soon got baptized. Et moi j'étais espéré que tant qu'on baguette magique, toute bagarre t'a changer dans la vie, toute bagarre t'a vie normal. Within the few seconds that I accepted Jesus, I expected everything to go back to normal since he was now in my life. I expected us to have a magic wand that would fix everything. But once again, my uncle spoke some wise words and he told me that God made us a huge promise in Hebrews 13 verse 5. I will never leave you, never will I forsake you. Je suis capable de dire que il te dit en dans tout problème ça qui gagne bon Dieu a qu'embé même et l'a passé avec. He told me that the challenges will always be there but God will be holding my hand through it all. Et me dit non, on te croire avec tout cœur, toute force mais tout ça que me dégaine en moi-même. I believed with my entire being and I wrote my name on that promise. Et depuis jour ça me dit donc je ne la since that day, I found that peace in my heart that even though when I turned 14, my parents separated, I was still able to walk in faith. God called me very early into this ministry. I was only five years old when I started sharing with the children on the streets, my lunchbox, my clothes, my time, my patience, the listening ear, etc. And at 23, God would turn this calling into an active ministry after years of training on the sidelines. I'll never forget how we started with eight young people, with five of them being exactly 14. Okay, imagine coincidence. Do you see how this is a coincidence, which is the same age that my life fell apart? Isn't that interesting? I lived through all of that so that God could use me as a mom, a counselor, a peacemaker to bring peace that he gave me to these children's hearts the same way that he used my uncle to bring that peace into mine. 
My goodness. Oh my goodness. That is absolutely beautiful. 24 years old. <laughs> you were 24 years old when you started this work. Ah, that is such, such a blessing to know who you are in Christ and then be able to serve others at that time. This word reminds us that in this world, we will have trouble, but we can take heart because Jesus has overcome the world and he has created us to be peacemakers. He's given us authority to walk in peace and transform atmospheres for his glory. I am encouraged to do that so much more now that I've heard your testimony, Miss Julian. So I just thank you. Mr. Fransley, did you want to add anything? I, uh, as, as my wife just said, we've been married for 19 years and we've been grateful because the Lord's been using us in this field rescue children of the city of in Haiti. Um, the children at the orphanage, they are considered like our own biological children because they are part of my family. And every missionary who come to visit us in Haiti can testify that because the kids will come to our house. The kids will come to spend time and stay overnight with us because they are playing with my, my own children because they are part of our family. But, you know, um, our stand verse is Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through God who gives me strength. If it wasn't for the Lord, there is no way that Julie and I and our staff will be able to win this ministry. It is not an easy task for someone or for our staff, for, for, for staff or for, for a couple to have at the simplest 59 children plus three more. This is a big challenge for us. But you know what? I can do all things through God who gives me strength. And he did strengthen Julie and I and our staff to take up this ministry. I, when we met uh, Heather eight years ago, when they first came to Haiti through another, another organization, the first day that we met Heather and Wagen and the other people that were with them, we knew something was going to happen between us. The ministry got to the point where we lost all the people who used to support us in this ministry. When I called Heather and I said, this is what happened. COVID showed up in America and things went difficult for everybody. And that's where we lost a lot of most of our supporters. And then we decided to put something together to say, we're not going to walk away from this ministry because God has called Julie and I to take care of these children. Olivia, one thing I want to tell you, we're not only wanting the orphanage, we are also one of the school 
that has over 180 children that from the community, because we wanted to open the school for the children from the community to come in order to socialize with our children. And these kids from the community, because the area we are living, where the ministry is, Satan is powerful. These people, they have never heard about the word of God since we came to establish this ministry there. And we started to, to teach the kids about God's word. And you know what? We did see the result of it. Most of them accepted the Lord. And then when they go home, they tell the parents about Jesus. That's we're making a great impact in this community. You know how we can do all that? Philippians 4.13. Because God is the one that's given us the strength and the energy to do all we're doing in this neighborhood. We've been facing some difficulties for the last couple of months where the gangs are very active in Quadrebuque, the area that we are ministering. They even attack us. They sent us later and asking, asking us for money. And they sit in a moment where we cannot even buy enough food for, to feed the children at the orphanage and the staff. They are coming and attacking us. But all we did is put our knee before the Lord. And then we prayed and the Lord did answer our prayers. The good news is either they are about to chase them out rebuke these, these evil people. And so we can live in peace and we can continue to do what we're doing in this community. I never regretted that God has called Julie and I in this ministry because the work that we are doing, we are doing for our profit, but we are doing to the benefit of the children, but most importantly, for the advancement of the kingdom of the Lord. When you give us this opportunity to share with you this morning, it's a door that's going to open. I had to call Heather two weeks ago to inform him, to announce him that the people that used to support the ministry, by January 1st, they will stop the support. Am I going to take the kids and put them in the street again? That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because we, we believe in the Lord that can do all things for us. We believe in a God that believed that his children was born to be fed, to go to school, to educate. And we believe that he will send the white people on our way with generosity to continue to support this ministry. Because our goal is, is, to, is to rescue another 59 children in the street of Port-au-Prince to educate them, to minister them, so they can be the leader, the future leader for Haiti with no corruption, because the corruption has been ruling my country. We experienced a difficult summer this year. You heard about the assassination of the president. You heard about the earthquake that happened. Over About 3,000 people died and over 12,000 people injured. You heard about the hurricane that we had. So we are serving a God that care about us. You heard about all the what happened with the immigrations. You heard about what happened. So many Haitians people living on the under the bridge of Texas. A lot of them have been deported to Haiti. 
that's been the work that Julian and I, it's become more now. So, so many children came from that, came from, has been deported. It is our responsibility to do something. And we believe with prayer, with people that have big heart, this ministry will not fail, it will continue. My goodness, I just appreciate your boldness and your willing to share because so many of us in the United States here become so comfortable and we believe that the pursuit of peace is all about how well we can live and um, it's just not about that. It's about how well we can remain dedicated to God's word and God's will. And that is going to come at the Amen. expense of our comfort. It is going to come at the expense of um, our own stuff. Sometimes it's going to require sacrifice and Mr. Francely and Ms. Julie are incredible models of the pursuit of God's peace, even when it comes at the expense of their comfort. And I pray that we can honor the work that they're doing in Haiti. And I pray that we can honor what God is doing through them by sowing into their ministry. I am going to link all of their uh, information below and you can just click there to give a one-time donation or sign up to be a recurring donor. The Colorfully Candid Paradigm is a donor and it's something that I pray I can continue to give to and the board will continue to give to because this is incredible work that the Lord is doing in our world. So my next question is uh, just, do you have any encouragement for those who are struggling to believe that God's peace will sustain them right now, wherever they are? To be honest with you, I don't have better advice than what you're used to hearing. But still going into God's word and what he lets us know through his Bible and Hebrews 13 verse 8. He tells us that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why are you feeling scared? Why are you feeling heartbroken? Why do you have this fear in you? You listening today, I don't know what reason you're here, but I want you to know that God is going to cross these challenges with you and that he has a word for you. In order to go through these challenges and reach the other side, you need to face the storm. You need to hold God's hand and hold on to the precious words that he left for you and walk firmly towards the other side with peace and faith in your heart. Bateau, 
when the disciples were in the boat and thought that they would drown, they were petrified, even though Jesus was right there with him. Mary delivered them. Yet he delivered them. During these hard times happening around the world, especially during a pandemic season, nous capables de dire que un pile monde a pile difficulté. We can tell you that there are so many challenges that people have to face every single day, including yourself. This morning, I don't know what storm you're or challenge you're going through. Maybe it's within your marriage. Maybe it's in your business. Maybe it's a family issue. You're mourning a loss or deception. But just like that nine-year-old girl found peace within Jesus' promise, the same way that she believed when he said, I will never leave you, never will I forsake you. What I can tell you this morning is that you need to firmly put your name on that promise. The same way I claimed it and I said, Julie, God will never leave you. Julie, God will never forsake you. You need to do the same. And he walked with me through all of the storms. And today I have this testimony. Don't forget, just like my uncle told me, Jesus isn't holding on to you so that you don't go through the storm. But he is holding on tight so that he can go through the storm with you and give you peace throughout it all. You are not going to drown. Neither will the wild waters submerge you. You will cross through it. Maybe come out a little beat up. But most importantly, I promise you, our God doesn't lie. You will come up victorious, holding on to your testimony to encourage the next person going through their difficult path. And remember that all of these victories, they're not only for us, but they're for God's glory. You are not going to drown. I don't know who needs to hear that. But when Ms. Julie said that, I got chills. And I just feel as if Holy Spirit wants you to know you are not going to drown. You will come out of this. You will come out of this. Believe that and trust in the Lord. When we go through hard things, when we find that our peace has failed us because we put it in all of these external areas, we often feel distracted and we 
rarely want to turn to the word of God, but just like Miss Julie pointed out, every single person whom we have to learn from in this word went through a storm and God brought them out. He is the same God that was with Ezekiel. He is not a shadow of God who was with Ezekiel. He is not a form of God who was with Ezekiel. He is the same God who was on the boat with the disciples. He is not a form. And he is the same God who is here with you today. Sis, you are not going to drown. I need you to hear that. I don't know who that's for, but I need you to hear you are not going to drown. Trust that Jesus can give you a peace in this. We are going to pray right now right now because I feel as if this is a holy moment. We're going to pray right now and then we're going to come back and I'm going to ask how we can support Hades Compass. My God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you and we praise you. We honor you for who you are in our lives, Holy Spirit, and what you are doing. God, right now we Thank you for every listener. And we bless you, Lord Jesus, that you have come and you have spoken a word of hope. I thank you, Lord God, that it is your spirit that is declaring life over every listener. I thank you that it is your spirit that is declaring peace over every listener. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have helped to put it all in perspective today. Our peace is not contingent on our circumstances. It's not dependent on how much money we have in the bank. It's not reliable and found in our jobs or even in our status as influencers and the popularity we have is found in you and you alone. So right now, Lord Jesus, we take our peace and we surrender it at your feet. We take those things that we found peace in and we surrender them at your feet and we ask that you would make us over again. We ask that you would renew our minds in you and we ask that you would help us to remember that we are more than conquerors, that we can do all things. Hallelujah, through our Lord who strengthens us. We thank you for the word that you have spoken over us today. We bless you, Lord Jesus, that your word has come to say we will not drown. You are the lifter of our heads. So lift up the heads of those who have lost oh, their joy. Lift the heads of those, oh God, who are searching for peace today and help them to know, oh God, that you are yet with them and you will never leave nor forsake them. That you will be them with them in the middle of the trouble, that you will be with them in the middle of the storm and that you are able to provide a peace that passes all understanding. That you're able to provide a peace 
will sustain them despite the troubles that they endure. My God, in the name of Jesus right now, we bless you and we praise you that even despite the struggles and the troubles that Ms. Julie and Mr. Fransley are going through, they have come to encourage our hearts today. And we ask, oh God, that you just pour into them. Pour into them in those areas that they have poured out. Pour into them in those areas, Lord God, that they are looking to you for your mercy, for your grace, and for your favor all the more. We bless you and we praise you, oh Jesus. Hallelujah for how you have shown up. You are a faithful God. And we thank you because, hallelujah, hallelujah, you are faithful. You are the same God who moved in their hearts to found this orphanage, to found this school. You are the same God who has sustained them year after year after year. We believe that despite those donors who have moved on, you are bringing in new donors, hallelujah, to just speak into them, to give into what they are doing. And we bless you, Lord God, hallelujah, hallelujah, that they have brought everything that they have into the storehouse. And because you have said, when we bring our tithes into the storehouse, you will open up the gates of heaven and pour them out a blessing that they have not room enough to receive. We are standing, hallelujah, to see the salvation of the Lord. My God, open up the floodgates of heaven. We still have room. They still have room, oh God, to see you move in their finances within this ministry, within this orphanage. They still have room, oh God, to see you move within the finances, hallelujah, of this school. They still have room to see you move within the finances of their personal lives, Lord Jesus. And so we thank you and we praise you that you, oh God, will do exactly as you say you will, for you are not a man, you do not lie. Hallelujah, you are not human, you do not change your mind. My God, show up for them show up for them and do, oh God, more. Do, oh God, more, exceedingly more than that which they can think or imagine in Jesus's name. We bless you and we praise you. Mass. Amen. 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 How can we support Katie's Compass right now? What are your immediate needs? And how can our listeners be a blessing? Um, I really felt blessed with everything, and I know that the Holy Spirit is there with us. And we um, our biggest challenge right now is our lack of sponsors and donors. Yeah. Um, I think that 
just like my husband mentioned, I think we've heard about all the issues facing our countries right now, like the lack of safety, gang violence, the murder of the president, kidnappings, political instability, etc. Et moins sûr que nous-mêmes ouais toute quantité haïtien qui en bafon et que au déporté tout. I'm sure that you also noticed the increase of Haitian immigrants going through hell and back, trying to find a better life for themselves and their families. With all of the deporting going on, there will be more, so many more kids in need of shelter until hopefully one day their families can get their lives back to somewhat normal. With all of these issues only getting worse, less than a month ago, um, the organization that was the middleman between the orphanage and, sp- and our sponsors let us know that they will no longer be able to support us. I can tell you that in a lot of the things happening in my country, I believe that it's caused by the lack of Jesus and the Holy Spirit in these people's lives. In our 16 years of existence, these children have helped us influence so many other people to accept Jesus into their lives. And that just proves to us that God has come such a long way with this ministry. God came along with this ministry in order to turn us into what we are today. We can now raise these children, these children with a vision a better life that their parents could not provide for them. How their hearts experience change and their lives a transformation. Can we discourage And can we discourage them any more than they have been? No, we trust in God. Um, if you want to support, when you support Haiti Compass, that's when you're supporting the ministry. Uh, we share all the needs with Heather. Um, so we have a big challenge ahead of us uh, because we will not be able to continue to take care of the children, to pay the employees, to pay the teachers. So by January 1st, so we encourage people with, uh, gener- uh, with generosity that please continue to pray for the ministry because we are not doing this work just for us, but we are doing it for the advancement of God's kingdom. Thank you. Yeah, and I would just like to say, you know, what you've heard today uh, and what we've been blessed hearing Franklin and Julie share, um, I'm blessed every week getting to, you know, talk with them and man, they are so consistent. And every time we have a financial need or, there's another, you know, pandemic or whatever is going on. Um, they are so consistent and persistent. And when you talk about peace, they radiate it and um, they really walk the walk. And um, 
you know, they'll say like, we have this fundraising goal because we need to do this. And I'm like, Ooh, boy, that seems very large. And they're like, yeah, but God gave us this vision. So he's going to provide. And they're so steadfast in that. Um, it's just, there's, they're incredible. And so I'm so honored that we're able to help in some way. And so um, just to put into context, we formed Hades Compass uh, last year during the pandemic as the kind of US arm to what they've been doing in Haiti for 16 years. Um, and so they've had some other nonprofits that have helped over the years to support them. Uh, but those nonprofits are now gonna focus on their own things starting in January. So we are gonna take on the full bulk of supporting and fundraising and finding grants and um, donors. So that's um, definitely our greatest need. We're looking for you know, just some consistent people that want to come alongside Francely and Julie and support what they're doing. And um, next year, we're hoping to take a team so that you can see firsthand. Um, so if there's any interest in doing that, um, one, you can email me directly at hadescompass at gmail.com. You can visit our website at hadescompass.org. And then we're also on um, Instagram and Facebook as Hades Compass. So we're real easy to find and we're a small team. So it's easy to get in touch with somebody. We're you know, we're 100% in this. So um, yeah, just reach out if you have any questions or if anybody has any questions, feel free to just email me directly. I would love to answer anything. Awesome. I will link everything down below. So it's just one click away. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your hearts. I Thank am you. continuing to pray with you all. <sighs> Wasn't that episode good? If you thought that any part of it touched your heart, I'd like to invite you to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It would be such an honor to know what it is that touched your heart. Now, if you're looking for additional content, please look no further. You can find me on YouTube at Live Dooley and Instagram at Candid Live. I cannot wait to the next time we get together. Until then, know that you are loved.